You are listening to the Savage Fincast, episode 31, 196 European Bible Stories. Chicago. A criminal mastermind called Overlord held our city in his terrifying grip. Ordinary cops were losing the battle against Overlord's super freaks and mutants. Then, a miracle happened. When I found him, he had no memory of his past. I helped him find an identity and a life. Now we have a fighting chance. Now we have the dragon. This is the Savage Fincast, the show that does the stuff that does the thing. <laughs> I am Jim Purcell. I'm Craig Olson. Raven Perez. And we are back for uh, probably a most amazing of episodes. We are going to have, again, as we like to do, the one and only Eric Larson. Yeah, I'm excited to talk to him. A lot of crazy new things coming up on the horizon. It's going to be a juicy interview. Scoops. <laughs> the scoop. Wait, something about ice cream. I'm bad at this. Two scoops. <laughs> <laughs> what what is going on? I'm trying to make an analogy, it's not coming out. Move on. Oh. Moving along to news. Well, no. Uh, before we get to news, um, anything exciting going on, gentlemen? I yeah. Do, who wants to lead this? Go for it, Raven. I just uh, don't have the largest of uh, news for myself. However, I did want to put in. I never like to use the show for plugging for myself. But I am very proud of my friend for taking a Michel Fife-style plunge here into professional comics. Um, so I got a friend who is going all out. Um, he's doing a pay-to-read site called LocusGodSlayer.com. L-O-C-U-S-G-O-D-S-L-A-Y-E-R.com. And uh, it's, he's even got a super cheap option, just 2 bucks a month. But it is pay-to-read. But uh, he's really busting his ass, and this guy is a very, very professional comic artist. He's never missed a deadline in the last seven years. Even through dental surgery, moving, he never misses a deadline. So he's awesome. I'm helping him with extra content. It's uh, really a fun thing. And if you don't know or you're afraid or you don't never heard of this guy he has five years worth of material that he put up for free that you can read like over 20 issues so there's no reason not to try it out if you like it like i said he's taking the plunge here and really putting himself on the line for this so that's the only reason i was like yeah i, I kind of gotta say something so super proud of him i think anybody would like it nice nice i um I just had my birthday not too long ago, and I got volume two of uh, John Byrne's uh, Fantastic Four Omnibus, which I loved his run. I had volume one, so it was kind of cool to get volume two. And these things, as you know, those Marvel Omnibuses are pretty hefty, but it's a lot of that I had not read before or seen, and uh, it's just good times. I love when Fantastic Four is kind of was done by Byrne and Kirby and Simonson, so fun times i also got the um james stacco's uh wonton soup uh collection i don't know if any of you guys have seen that i saw the cover it's, on your yeah, face yeah. vaguely familiar to me it's a fun crazy little book it's i think it's one of his earlier works that were put back to that were uh republished but 
Um, it's kind of like deals with, a, I don't know, it's kind of like an Iron Chef space adventure thing. So the guy's cooking with all sorts of the alien ingredients and, you know, fighting off uh, space ninjas and stuff like that. It's just weird, like perfectly meant for comics. Anything can happen out in space. Craziness. If you're a fan of Stoko, you'd, you'd love it. Um, but and yeah, if you weren't, I mean, get hip to him. He's awesome. Yeah, yeah, he is. He really is. Um, but yeah, that's keeping me busy lately, uh, reading through those books and just enjoying them. Happy belated birthday. Yes, happy Thanks. birthday. I actually just had a birthday. But what? I, I uh, happy birthday to you. But I didn't get anything. What? What? Uh, I had a bit of a disappointing birthday this year, but a lot of shit's been going on. My sister I'm, just had a baby. My parents just moved house. You're disappointed in that? No, I'm thrilled about it. <laughs> I'm <that>. just kidding. <laughs> it's just uh, not much time to myself this year. Yeah. So what's new going on oh, besides that? I've I need mean, something um, positive here. Oh, wow. <laughs> last week I've been completely obsessed with Avatar The Last Airbender. Really? Yeah, I've been, I'm, I'm a huge fan of the Legend of Korra series. Okay. And I, was, I watched that before I ever watched Avatar. So this mm-hmm. last week I picked up all three box sets and I've been marathoning them over the last week. All which right. I never do anymore. And uh, it's pretty good. <laughs> I, like, I like Legend of Korra more, but uh, it's definitely good. Everybody loves that damn thing. Other than that movie, I hear it's all amazing. Oh, it is. It's a it, well, uh, live movie? or Oh, yeah. The, the Last Airbender by M. Night Shyamalan Ding Dong was not a good movie. <laughs> but the show, I <laughs> hear, it's AAA yeah. stuff. Oh, yeah. It's good. I know what the character looks like, but I don't know anything. If you guys... About. Well, I won't... Legend of Korra has a lot more similarities to superhero structure. The, the, the Avatar is like the embodiment of all the elements, and it's almost like a Superman type archetype because it the character the, the Avatar type character in Avatar: The Last Airbender is Aang, and in Legend of Korra it's Korra. They're sort of like the all powerful, protect the world type character, mm-hmm. and the world building in both in both series is pretty good. I like I like the world of Legend of Korra more because it's got this 1920s pulp adventure vibe going on. Whereas Avatar: The Last Airbender, which takes place like seventy years before, is more like um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, medieval China type yeah. type world. Nice. Which is why I, don't, I like it a little less because the world doesn't appeal to me as much. But it, it's good. It's got it tackles some mature themes for a quote unquote kids show. Yeah. Cool. I heard nothing but praise for it. It's good. I recommend it. Nice. Well, happy belated birthday to you. Thank you. <laughs> Shall we uh, jump into the news? News, news item. One, one oh, item, but one it's news a doozy. item, but it is a freaking doozy. Megaton bomb. Image Comics just Jesus. announced the uh, upcoming release of Giant Size Kung Fu Bible Stories, which is a limited edition treasury-sized anthology, which is edited by Eric Larson and Bruce Tim, and it's going to feature original stories by Eric Larson, Bruce Tim, Adam Warren. Tom Scioli, Ryan Otley, Andy Kuhn, and Arthur Adams. Ta-da! Which is pretty much a who's amazing. who of amazing comic creators. Yep. Um, unfortunately, or fortunately, or unfortunately, it's only <laughs> going to be available at the San Diego Comic Con for $20 at the Image Comics booth. Um, for now. Um we have it on semi-decent good authority that they'll probably have extra copies left and they'll be made available afterwards. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, and we'll have Eric on later on in the show. We can ask him more about it and you know find out what's going on with this thing. Well, I mean, that it sounds, sounds awesome. nasty. Yeah. Yeah. If you're listening to this on your iPhone at the San Diego Comic Con, it's booth twenty seven twenty nine. Get on over there. Cool. Well, that's uh, that's our news, right? We don't have anything <laughs> else going on, but it's a big one. Like I said, we'll we'll talk to Eric more about it when we get him on in a little while. But first up, let's do the trivia question. Last episode, episode 30's question, we said, with the exception of Rita Metermaid and Alex Wilde, name another female character that Dragon dated who eventually ended up in a relationship with another superhero. Did you guys get this one? Hell no. Well, I I got it. I I, I thought I knew who it was, and I was Mm. right, but I thought there was another character. I thought it was a trick question, but I may have, but I apparently was wrong. Well, the answer was Claire Bono, or Bono, or however you pronounce it. She appeared in issue 37 and 38, if you remember, when uh, Dragon and Rapture had just split up, and it was during the whole Mars Attacks invasion storyline. Um, she was in a, those couple of issues as kind of like a fling. And then later, Robert Kirkman wrote her into the Super Patriot America's Fighting Force miniseries he did. Uh, where she began dating Super Patriot, and then I think in maybe the series after the the Super the fourth Super Patriot series, he had them get married, I believe. And they had them have, and, and eventually they had kids in the weirdest twist of weirdness in the entire Savage Dragon book. Yeah, remember <laughs> Liberty and Justice died, so he had yeah. kids, and he named him Liberty and Justice. Yeah, yeah, it's the weirdest <laughs> goddamn fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> in uh, memory. Yeah, definitely. And I think, do you remember, I think in America's Fighting Force, like, Claire Bono was, like, um, friends with Invincible's mom, like, Debbie Grayson or something. I haven't read it in a while, but I want to say you're right about that. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so, we got we got a couple, well, you going to well, say something? I was going to say, I, had thought, I thought there were two other possibilities here, but I think they may have been disqualified. In uh, one case, um, uh, Jennifer Murphy got into a relationship with... Uh, Hercules, but I think she was an alternate reality, Jennifer yep. Murphy. So she probably doesn't count. Right. Yeah. And what was the name of that stalker dragon had early on that thought that he saved her, but Star did it? Oh, uh, Amanda. Amanda. I, th- I hug and kiss. I wasn't sure if she actually <laughs> dated Dragon or not. When he busted, no, she just stalked him. Remember, and he was like, "Did anyone?" As he busted into the bar, and he was like, "Has anyone seen Amanda hug and kiss?" It was and Amanda everyone... Love. I need oh, Amanda uh, Love. Was it Amanda Love? I think so. I need no. to find Wasn't Amanda it... Love, right? Oh, maybe I'm conv- confusing Simpsons with uh, <laughs> Savage Dragon or something. I was going to say, I think Amanda Hug and Kiss is the way it normally goes. I feel like the character was Amanda Love. He's like, I'm looking for Amanda Love. Yeah, maybe you're right. <laughs> <laughs> everyone drops their beers and runs. <laughs> that was a great, uh, great scene. Um, but no, I don't think that he ever hooked up with her. Um, but I don't know. Anyway, twenty uh, years. Yeah, we had uh, <laughs> we had two responses. Um, John uh, John Bond, I guess that sounds it's, right. Uh, he wrote in Claire Bono. Great work on the podcast. The obligatory praise. The obligatory thank you. <laughs> Uh, and he said, Savage Dragon 149, second print. If possible, I skipped that one somehow. So that's what he wants if he wins. 
Um, Simon Millette, uh, who you know him as the guy that's doing the the, the little uh, strips right in the back of uh, the new issues, the Average Dragon strips. Average Dragon. Yeah. Um, he wrote in, he said, hey guys, this is a tricky question. And I'm compelled to try out because 149 is the only issue I never got my hands on. Said the realities make it difficult, but Jennifer Murphy dated Heracles or Hercules. Rapture dated Skullface, and I don't remember that for some reason. Yeah, it's. I want to say it might have been before it's she m- met Dragon and before he lost his face. Maybe Not or sure. it's the Image Universe, but I can't remember. But our Dragon hadn't been with either of those two. So it has to be Claire Bono now married to Super Patriot. So both guys who wrote in were correct. I uh, flipped the coin and Simon Millette won. So Simon, you get the rare second printing cover of Savage Dragon 149, which features that retro trade dress. Um, John, stay tuned for future FinCasts uh, because I do have another copy of that second print of 149 to give away down the line. So you'll get another shot at it, bud. Um, Simon confessed to me that he considers his dragon knowledge to be second only to Gavin. Ah. Encyclopedia. Well, it makes sense that he knew that Rapture Day is Skullface, which I don't have a recollection of. But he's not a Skullface is not a hero anyway. But just throwing that out there. Simon, so. uh, do us a favor and write in or, or tweet to us what issue that was in where that was mentioned. I'm just curious to look that up. It's a cool little tidbit I did not know. Um, so this episode's question. Uh, for this month's trivia, we're going to tie it in with the recent announcement of the Giant Size Kung Fu Bible Story collection. And the question is, name a cartoonist besides Eric Larson or Bruce Tim that is participating in the Giant Size Kung Fu Bible Stories collection that also participated in Larson and Tim's other project, the Fantastic Four, the world's greatest comic magazine. So if you know a cartoonist that was involved in both, uh, send us your uh, response um, to savagefincast at gmail.com. We'll uh, read your answers and uh, any other uh, babble you want to include on the next (laughs) episode of FinCast. And we will choose one winner to win uh, a brand new sealed Fantastic Four World's Greatest Comic Magazine hardcover collection. Just so. like the one from your birthday. Yep. yep. It no. all comes together. No, it's not an omnibus like my birthday. I'm not giving uh, away. Okay. <laughs> Jesus, you're trying to make me poor. No, <laughs> this is the, the, the collected World's Greatest Comic Magazine that Larson and Tim did. Oh, okay, okay. They, they tried to kind of finish up Kirby's run, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, it's a it's a pretty cool collection. And they they try to ape Kirby style, and it, it just looks neat. But yeah, it's a, a a brand new sealed hardcover collection could be yours. So all you have to do is uh, answer our trivia question. Um, so there's that. Sweet like honey. <laughs> well, this episode we have got a doozy of an interview for you. So we're just gonna get right to that. So, uh, we here at the Savage Fincast have a very special guest with us uh, today, one that we've had on several times before. You may have heard of him, the one and only Eric Larson. Woohoo! Welcome, Eric. 
You're going to insert uproarious clapping there, right? <laughs> yeah, we'll have that on our soundboard. Oh, that's, that's great. <laughs> so uh, you just uh, came back from uh, a whole tour of, uh, well, at least a couple of countries in Europe, a couple of yeah, uh, comic Yeah, uh, I started in Glasgow, Scotland, then went to uh, Paris, France, and then went to London, England. So I guess that's three. <laughs> Did you did you get many Judge Dredd sketch requests? I got zero Judge Dredd sketch requests, which was awesome. <laughs> not a fan, or just not don't know how uh, to draw. Uh, it's just you know, there's a whole learning curve that I'm I'm not really uh, I don't really like to do you know first sketch ever of this guy <laughs> for the public. You know, mm-hmm. like oh wow, look at that, he's terrible. Well, I have <laughs> no practice whatsoever, fuckers. <laughs> someday I will get one. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you sound so excited. And someday I'll be like, I don't think so. Yeah, it's not happening for you. What do, See, what do you, know? you don't use the uh, wonder of the internet for infinite reference material when you sketch. Um, yeah, the thing is, I had no connections there whatsoever, except uh, when I was in my hotel. So I was just that's that's all I got. Yeah. So, have you been to all of those countries before? Or was any of those? Zero of those countries. Really? Yeah. How yeah, was it? Was the... a, it was a real leap of faith just getting on the airplane. Yeah. <laughs> In all honesty, it was like, what the hell am I doing here? <laughs> this could go all kinds of wrong. Do you, do you get like a guide or anything when you get there, or is it just? Um. Yeah, there were supposed to be connection people along the way, and there was, so mm-hmm. it, it it really worked out well. Yeah. Uh, but. You know, it's one of those things where, after the fact, you're like, "Wow, I really could have gone, gone quite wrong." And I'm like, <laughs> I didn't. Did, yeah. Did you get to get? Did you get to do any sightseeing, or was it all yeah, just common? It, it, it it was it was quite sightseeing packed, actually. Uh, that was kind of part of the part of the deal. Going into it was, you know, I, I, I want to have a little bit of time so I can see this stuff. I'd gone to Belgium the year before and really didn't have much in the way of time and that kind of sucked so i was hoping this year that that it would be a little bit different and not have that that be the case and and so it was and and it was good cool. <laughs> do you get to go to any uh comic shops or anything check out uh, the comic yeah, scenes a little, little bit a little bit here and there i mean it just kind of depended on on who i was was hanging out with uh, yeah. at the time. Um, I got to meet Gavin, which was nice. That's uh, right, yeah. I got to meet uh, Jerome Wiki. I don't know if you pronounce that right, but, you know, I go with that. <laughs> he's, he's been on, another guy who's been on the message boards. and Yeah, yeah. Good guy. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we got to pal around with a few folks along the way. So, you know, life is good. Yeah, how would you compare like uh, the comic conventions over there versus uh, some of the American ones over here? Are they pretty much similar? Fans are pretty much the same wherever you go, or is there more enthusiasm? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's no different. <laughs> it, really, <laughs> it really isn't. As much as you might like to think, oh my gosh, it must be crazy different. It's like no, it really is. Yeah. It's it's crazy the same. It seems like some th- somewhere like France, though, they're more open to, you know, of course, like the European-style comics, and, and it seems like they have more enthusiasm for comics in general, just different kind of types of comics. Do you find that? Yeah. Or? Um, 
to a degree. I mean, their comics are really great. Uh, mm. So that can be a little intimidating, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, holy crap, you guys really know what the hell you're doing over there. Yeah. Shit. I am, I am a pretender. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, once you go in, and I, and I did, I went into one of those places and looked at all the various European albums and stuff, and I was like, holy crap, this yeah. is, this is hardcore stuff. There's, a guy, there's guys there that really, really, really know how to draw and, yeah. you know, in, in stark contrast with people who don't really know how to draw that well. It's <laughs> it's kind of a little intimidating, but, you know, whatever. Well, a lot of it's painted, right? A lot of the artwork. Uh, so just, it's it's various things. There's guys who do a line, line work that's, that's being colored, and there's kind of everything in between. It's all over the place. Anything sure. new on your radar because of the trip? Uh, not really. <laughs> not exactly. No, I mean, there's there's stuff, but it it just depends on the on the scene. You know, some guys are. I I did pick up a bunch of stuff, but it's not like I'm gonna go. Oh, I'm gonna suddenly know how to draw better now. It's like, right. <laughs> you know. There are limits to my superpowers here. I, I, <laughs> I got to imagine there were a lot of uh, fans of that were excited to see you just because you don't get over there. And, yeah, you know. very much so. It was it was kind of a, oh, my God, this is my one chance to get a commission. So Right, right. Uh, so I'll get Savage Dragon with a harmonica. Yeah, I'm going to get... <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, it's like, so let's get that going on. Yeah, there's You're, a bit of that. You, know? you were posting, I think, all of the commissions that you drew pretty much on Twitter or Facebook, and it was pretty interesting to see. And, of course, you're going to get the guys that all want Spider-Man or Savage Dragon because those are your kind of – that's what yeah. you're known for. Um, but I know, like you were saying on Twitter, sometimes guys just say, hey, you know, give me Savage Dragon playing a musical instrument or, get, you know, yeah, they just I'm want something. A lot of guys <laughs> want something that's going to be just different. You know, just I think if you go, I want Savage Dragon dressed as a cop jumping out at me. <laughs> you're there's, I mean, I'll I'll do it, and it'll be and it'll be it'll be outstanding. But mm -hmm. um, <laughs> at the same time, it's like yeah, there's there's not there's not a hundred hundreds and hundreds of different ways to do that. It's it's really gonna be similar to this or that. Right. 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 Uh, and and you know, so guys who are just coming in and going, give me something that I've never seen before, um, which is another one that people will do, and then you go, I yeah, don't don't make it so broad that <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it figures they're getting stymied here, you know, like, <laughs> they're gonna spend that money that I mean, you want dragon with a musical instrument, we'll just pick the instrument, you know, I mean. <laughs> you know, it's well, like either that. It's like, or well, provide some freaking reference if you're just gonna go there. It's like, how many instruments can you just just draw out of your head? Right, and, exactly. You know, wood block at a convention. <laughs> I'm not sitting there going, wait a minute, who's anybody got a musical instrument around here? I need, I need reference. <laughs> Hence the harmonica. Hence the harmonica. <laughs> Say triangle wood block harmonica. Yeah, that's it. 
How many um how many uh, sketches or commissions uh, were you doing per day over there? I mean, it seemed like there were at least like almost like nine or ten a day or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was it was something like that. It just depended on on where I ended up and and uh, like the first day Glasgow, I did fourteen. Holy crap! Which is, is that? Are you bringing so them back to the hotel room and finishing it up? Uh, and- no, I try not to do homework. Right. Uh, what what is what has happened on on some occasions? It'll be, uh, I'll, I'll I'll actually end up doing them the next morning. But they they got committed to being done that day, and so it's like, ah, I, well, I say fourteen. What it really meant is I did twelve, and then the next day, I, morning, I got up and did the last two, and then I didn't really have that. It was weird. It was weird because it's like on on the second day. I think like two people asked me to do commissions and I think it was because everybody wanted to make sure that they got theirs and they got <laughs> their first in line. And, and so the next day it was like, our, well, we've already got ours. So we're good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it makes sense seeing that, you know, you're, you're hardly ever over there and they don't know yeah. when the next time you'll be there. They want to make sure you got that carpal tunnel early. I want to make sure that when you're crippled and incapable of drawing that I got mine. <laughs> So, <laughs> screw y'all. <laughs> and so, uh, how was uh, meeting Gavin for the first time? I mean, we all know Gavin, and for the listeners, probably know who he is too, uh, Gavin Higginbotham, who's become kind of your fact checker, editor, yeah. you know, uh, yeah, no, it's helper great. outer. You know, he's, he's, a, he's a good guy. So, you know, no, no complaints there. There was, you know. <laughs> Oh my God, the bo is amazing! No. <laughs> well, I mean, it had to have been pretty exciting for him. No, I, you know, he's probably. Exactly, you know, I think it was. I think it was probably cool for him, and I think it was certainly cool for me because it's like you know, this it's nice to nice to bump into guys who who really do give a shit, and that's right. and it's kind of that was kind of the cool part of of a lot of it was just meeting people that are really super into it. Yeah. You know, right, right, because it's yeah. like, I've kind of met all those guys here and, right. and, and, you know, so over there it's, you got a whole different group of guys and some of who, who are like, I've been waiting to meet you for 20 years or yeah. 30 years. And you, you know, that's, that's something. One of the pictures, I think it was again on Twitter or Facebook was some guy had an actual, uh, the fin kind of logo tattooed to his forearm. So yeah, I mean, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, this this guy's this guy's got to go on. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wow, I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll fucking all, but just seriously, come on, yeah. draw a line somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> okay, on my flesh. <laughs> I want this to be part of me forever. It's it's always weird when you get some guy who gets a tattoo like too soon and then the book gets canceled and it's been like off the racks for 20 <laughs> years and he is like yeah it was for a book called wild dog and i really like that book and it came out and it's like yeah it, it, your tattoo requires this explanation because you just jumped on it immediately oh that one's gonna be good and that's gonna be around forever well i guess uh of all the comics he could have picked that aren't you know marvel or dc i guess he picked the right one <laughs> Oh yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> horse on that one. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, no, it was it was awesome. I had a I had a fun time, um, and in France they gave me wine. So <laughs> what, at the con? <laughs> well, the guy. Well, it wasn't a con in France. So what what really what it was is there was there was two conventions. One was in Glasgow, and that was one weekend. And then one was in London, and that was the next weekend. So in between the two, I went to France and and did a uh, couple of store signings. It was actually one store, but I signed there two days in a row. Okay, cool. And um, he had prearranged with his customers. He had he'd found out from me, he was like, how many commissions can you do a day? It's like, oh, I don't know, average about 10. And so he's like, okay. And so he already had 10 guys committed to both days, just ready to go. And it was a nice little shop, and he's a super enthusiastic guy. And... So it was like, well, this is perfect. I just sit down here, and and he had asked me before, "What do you like to drink?" And I'm not, I'm not like, a, <laughs> I'm not like a big drinker, but you know, occasionally I'll be like, oh, I'll have a glass of red wine with dinner. So I said, red wine, and like five guys came up and gave me bottles of, of red wine. And during the during the course of the signing, he was just bringing out glass after glass of red wine. So I was like. <laughs> This is the most signing ever. Those drawings get progressively sloppier. Like, <laughs> like what the hell is going on here? Uh, yeah, I mean, that was, that was all right. Awesome. There, there was a great picture with you also. Um, it was you, I think Steve Rude, and John uh, Bogdanov. That was, they were like sitting on the steps. It looked like you were waiting for like a car or something like that. And yeah, you guys all have your sketchbooks out sketching away. It was, it was pretty cool. Yeah, no, that was that was cool. I, I had no idea that 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 was that somebody was taking a picture. <laughs> I guess it's like I wouldn't have sat there with my mouth open if I did. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was it was just you know just one of those things where somebody happened to be going. I gotta I gotta get this capture this Kodak moment here. Yeah, yeah. There's a bunch of great cartoonists right there too, man. I mean, I think John's super underrated, and oh, you know, yeah. Steve Root yeah. is the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those those guys are all good. So, yeah, no, no, no joke at all. Cool. I love the I love the Photoshop of uh, Gavin's face and your face switched. <laughs> Just a stroke you, of genius, Mark. You know, I didn't even realize that. Oh, that's so funny, dude! You gotta look at it. This is Mark <laughs> Welser, I guess, posted it, and it's on the Facebook thing. And I was just like, someone's like, they could be brothers, and I knew the Photoshop was coming as soon as I saw the picture. And the internet never disappoints. Yeah, the internet really is the most awesome thing in the world, isn't it? <laughs> Thank God. Thank you God can, it's it's like you can even think a thought. You can yeah. think a thought, and someone else is doing it while you're thinking it. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't going to do it. Yeah, well, you know, let somebody else do that. Exactly. <laughs> so speaking of uh, internet, uh, the story broke over the internet, I think, yesterday that uh, giant size Kung Fu Bible stories is going to be released at the San Diego uh, Comic-Con. After so, you're not going to, so many years that this is, we've been talking about this, and uh Good Lord, it's just, it's finally done. I mean, Bruce, Tim, God bless him. <laughs> he did his part of this, like, five years ago, six years ago. Seven, <laughs> I mean, he did it a lot. I remember the hints about you working with something. Yeah, with and, and it's like, holy crap, he has been patient, and and I've just been trying to get 
everybody else on board for this thing. And, and, and the unfortunate part of it was, uh, yes, that the, that the parameters were so broad that I think you know it's it's it becomes intimidating. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like the yeah draw whatever you want kind of thing where your mind just goes completely blank yeah um, and you want to maximize you know the yeah, treasury yeah. edition one is a treasury edition and we want you know so make it all big and 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 it's like well geez that's a that's a hell of a lot of different things that could possibly be done um, <laughs> and and it was you know we wanted it to be people coming up with new characters and stuff like that. And, mm-hmm. and it's, and some of it, and I mean, everything's, everything in there is, is pretty solid. So I, I can't complain, but it just took forever to get. Well, I, I mean, you look at these names and yeah. I mean, oh, these are, yeah. these are guys I want to see on a treasury size page, you know, Arthur Adams, Ryan Otley, you know, Tom Sholey, yeah. Tim. Yeah. yeah there's no, nobody in there. Well, this guy sucks. Um, and it's it's like that's all good guys. Everybody did everybody did good work. Um, you know, no complaints there. What are the size? Like, how many pages is each story? Are they different? Uh, generally, people are, are. I told everybody to do eight, mm-hmm. um, and it's generally people stuck to that. There were some weird ones in that 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 like Tom did. Uh, Tom did two different things, one of which was, um, like, two double-page spreads. So they were like, well, this is going to screw up the pagination because everybody else is going, you know, right-hand side, then left, and showing up with these two things. So (laughs) That sounds like something he'd do. Yeah. Well, well, actually, Arthur Arthur Adams' things ended up – he had said he would do a story, and then he totally didn't do a story. And so, what what ended up with him is is I just kind of called him up and said, "Pinups, do you have any single pages that I can run in here?" And he did. So his 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 part of it is is pinups. Mm-hmm. And, and I was totally going to call that. I was going to say, that, is Arthur no, Adam just pinups or a story? He made it <laughs> so that so that I could make the pagination work because it really it needed single pages that I could slip in every now and then to go, okay, yours is double page spreads. Well, let's slip this in here so that that works. And then afterwards, uh, let me slip another one in there so that I can get it back to normal. So no fake ads or anything like that? No, no fake ads. The, the, I mean, the back cover just kind of is, Hey, this is all the guys who are in the book. Um, and so it's not really a, a story page, but mm-hmm. other than that, Everything is either, you know, credits on the inside front cover or or actual story pages. Sweet. Does so it have Does it have that feel? Four pages. Mm-hmm. Um, mine. My part is actually uh, the longest. It's it's a full comic essentially. Nice. It's a twenty page story. Oh um, yeah. So that, there's there's how that works, and it, and it kind of ended up being like, well, somebody's got to do it. <laughs> work here because it's never going to get done if, if right. does, so is it the Scooby-Doo story? yeah oh yeah oh yeah breaking yeah. scoop yeah yeah no it's it's that it's that story that's been that people have seen that, that thing for a while and, it, and actually I had drawn it 
initially small, and mm -hmm. then um, I had penciled the, the whole twenty pages, and then and then when it when it got closer to, to time that it's like okay, you really need to start inking this. I was like, you know what, I'm going to blow this up. And so I just took it to my local Xerox place and blew it all up 143% and then traced it off gigantic so it would be on on twice that paper and that way it's like it's going to be treasury edition sizes it better have just some visual stuff going on now i have a question from a technical standpoint to blow it up how do you ink over that the blown you, up version you uh you ink it on um on a light box that's what you do okay so that goes right through the bristol board uh, um yeah it does okay yeah it was just it was a necessity it was like there's no other good way of doing this, so do it that way. Well, I couldn't be more excited for this damn thing. Now, I'm, <laughs> now I'm curious. Does it actually contain kung fu or Bible stories? Uh, it does not. Ah. <laughs> but it is giant size. It is giant size. It is giant size. It, it's, it's got that going on. Does it feel like the old Treasury editions? Were you able to replicate that feel? Is it on newsprint or? It's not it... on newsprint. It's on it's on better stuff because, mm -hmm. fuck it, you know. I right. Mean, I was, <laughs> yeah. They're doing better color and and just it just didn't seem like that made sense. Right, uh, right. Is it like the non-glossy stuff on, that you did with the um, uh, no, it's golden glossy is all shit. It's, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. I mean, Bruce had hand-colored his story, ah. and, it, and it was gorgeous. And yeah. really any other kind of color or, or paper would, would have uh, – it, it just wouldn't have been as, as, as bold and bright as it was. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um. So Tom Scioli kind of does some faux newsprint in his part, and it looks a little weird just because it's on glossy paper. But right, you know, we, we, we everybody can't get their way. Right. Yeah. That's <laughs> how, that, how that works is there needs to be a little bit of okay, this can't work for everybody. Well, still but it looks great. So so I don't think anybody's gonna complain. So what about availability? This is a Comic Con exclusive for now. It is, uh, we printed up a sizable chunk and it's like, I can't imagine that we're going to get rid of the ridiculous amount we printed in San Diego. So if we don't, then those will be made available to comic stores or we'll bring them to other shows or something. I, I can't imagine that, that people won't be able to get it, uh, and, and if it's just flying off the shelves, it'll be like, all right, let's go back to press and, and, and do this again. Digest nice. size. <laughs> yeah, this, this time. Extra small. Because that's the way you wanted it. <laughs> is, Otley's size, uh, is Otley's portion sizable, like eight pages? or? It's eight. Everybody okay. really does eight. The only exception to that is, is Arthur Adams, who does pinups, so his... He has four pages okay. scattered throughout. Very cool. Cool, cool. Yeah, this cool. is going to be cool. Yeah. So, I mean, it starts, it, it leads off with Bruce Tim. And, and really, I kind of ram them in the order in which everybody finished them. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's like, all right, you're the last guy. You got the last place in the book. Back of uh, the book, Adams. Yeah. The only, the only exception was um, because there was. The middle of the book had 
could potentially, you know, it's it's, it's not square bound. It's it's a saddle stitch. Mm-hmm. So um, because it was like, oh, this is a double page right in the middle of the book. I, I fudge things a little so I could have there be a double page spread in the middle of the book so that when it opens up, it's like, oh, check yeah, that. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. Nice. <laughs> so. Pull it out and hang it up like a poster. <laughs> yeah, and it's the Scooby-Doo shot that's in the middle of the book. Nice. So. <laughs> So, should we expect any other announcements from you around San Diego, or is that the big announcement? Uh, I mean, not that that's not a big announcement. Yeah, yeah, I don't really have any any anything that I'm going to be trotting out. I I don't. I kind of think that San Diego is a place where things can get easily lost. Yeah. So my my tendency is if I'm going to announce something, just you know wait until you got a better chance of somebody actually paying some attention yeah um, so not you're not releasing the cover to 200 or anything like that um no i i haven't done it yet <laughs> <Oops>. <laughs> i need to get my act together in that department i i've just actually been kind of uh skipping solicitations on that just to make sure that that it ends up coming out in the month that's supposed to come out yeah yeah and get my act together uh <laughs> But I'm working on 197. Damn it! It's happening. It's it's all coming together. Closer than ever. Let's change up gears a little bit and just talk about the new direction of Savage Dragon because I don't. I think last time we talked to you was before 193 came out, and uh, you know it's it's been a big change. Um, Yeah, I'm loving life right now. I don't know (laughs) how the hell it's going over with the rest of everybody, but I'm I'm actually. At this point, where I'm like, I like this better. Yeah, Enjoy yeah. <laughs> well, that's what's important is that you like what you're doing. Yeah, I mean, I love, I love Dragon, but it just seemed like his story had really been told, and mm-hmm. it it just seemed like it was getting tired. Right. And so I I kind of felt like it, it needs to needed to move on and find a new way and. And I'm kind of happy with it. So it's great. I mean, how have you gauged the fan reaction to that? I mean, you're talking to people at conventions and stuff, have people been pretty positive about it? Or yeah, speaking, yeah, yeah, I haven't really run into that guy yet who's just like, "Oh, screw you, man!" Did um, did anyone request Malcolm sketches? No commissions. No. Well, Gavin did, and, and it was, and it was. Well, Gavin did, but but that was he doesn't yeah. count. That was with Dragon. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, mostly, mostly not. Mostly people when they do want Dragon, it's like, can I have Dragon in his cop uniform? It's like, wow, <laughs> that's you know. I mean, he was he was in that for thirty eight issues, and then and then wasn't. Uh, but that's kind of like his his Superman outfit, you know? Yeah. It's like people aren't saying, oh, can you do me a sketch of Clark Kent? He's so cool. <laughs> right, right, right. So that USA cartoon. Oh, <laughs> damn <so>. it! This <laughs> <laughs> <is what> is. <laughs> it, it sounds like I, you have you found your groove with Malcolm that you think, or I mean, like now that you've been drawn, you know, Dragon's out of the picture. You've drawn him for you know, what yeah. is it now three issues without eat Dragon even in the book. Yeah, yeah, it's been three. Well, I'm on my fourth without Dragon being in the book at all. Um, yeah, I'm liking it. Yeah. It's, 
<laughs> I'm happy, so. Do you find it more difficult to write Malcolm? Like, Dragon was more your age, you know, it seemed like your voice was kind of like Dragon's voice, whereas Malcolm's, you know, a teenager is. I know you have, you know, you had two sons. Yeah. Um, is it? So I've, it's, it's not, it's not a big deal. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, you, you have to go, okay, well, you can't be, <clears throat> can't be freaking Einstein here. You can, I can't have, have <laughs> be. But even at this point, it's like, he's 17. He is not like a kid kid. It's not like he's really completely ignorant of a lot of stuff. He's, he's pretty on the ball at this point. Yeah, right, it's, right. It's not, it's not that tough. Do you ever forget that he has lightning powers? Sometimes I'll read the book and I just, I'm so used to Savage Dragon, like, like Dragon Dragon, um, you know, some of the lightning powers. Oh yeah, I forgot he has lightning powers. Is that ever like, <laughs> do you have to think about that? Like, oh, how would he get out of the situation? Because he's got powers. Yeah, I have to remind myself of it constantly. <laughs> you know, and sometimes it's just, oh, he's punching somebody. I haven't really said that he's used his lightning powers yet, I guess. He'll be punching somebody, and there'll be lightning dancing around while he's punching this one guy. <laughs> Just to reestablish a little, sorry. <laughs> uh, well, the first from 193, and we've actually read 196, you know, you have these characters, these villains that kind of pop up. It, they don't seem Vicious Circle related, like um, Tantrum or Torment, um, at least those two guys. Yeah. Is there any backstory behind them? I know they kind of get killed off, but I mean, and you might not want to tell us anyway now, but I mean, <laughs> they just seem to like appear, like these guys seem to be like, they're known to be around, but I, like the off police officers know about them. Um, is there something connecting those guys or something uh, like that? Not, not necessarily connecting those two. I, there's just a lot of, you know, I mean, so many villains have appeared before that are just right. Hey, this guy's a fuck up. This guy's whatever. I um, tantrum was kind of my take on doing a, a Hulk kind of character. Mm-hmm. That was real, you know, because Zeke is kind of talks like Hulk, but really isn't like Hulk in that he goes on rampages and does crazy shit like that. He's just sort of a big dumb guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and I kind of wanted to go. Well, what what if there was like a a guy who was you know like like a Hulk where he was just dumb as a bag of hammers and he's out running around just tearing shit up for no damn good reason Mm -hmm. um that's kind of where where he was about and then the other one i kind of was playing with the devil on one shoulder and angel on the other kind of thing right all right let's let's goof with this a little bit nothing is set in stone until it's set in stone in the book so i think I think people kind of jump to conclusions on on whether characters are alive or dead sometimes. So, uh, you know, if we haven't, if nobody has said outright in the book, this character is absolutely dead, there's wiggle room. Yeah, I think there was a lot of discussion at the end of 194 with uh, Torment about, you know, Malcolm. You know, did he kill him, or was he just killing that bad little head part of him, or what? You know, <laughs> or was he trying to kill him and he failed completely? All we know is yeah, is yeah. that he's trying to zap him at the end of it. Well, and, and that—that's a know, thing. Results can be anything. That's a thing that you've done with Malcolm too a lot. Well, maybe not a lot, but a good amount of times that's noticeable is where his kind of electric powers end up killing the villain. I think we saw it with War and Terror. 
I mean, again, we don't know if they're really dead or not. I think Warren Terror we do, but yeah. Tantrum, Torment, I think there was maybe one other guy or something like that. Um, and it, it just kind of sticks out that he's kind of killing villains. Is that <laughs> intentional or? Well, he is yeah. certainly intending to do it. And I, and yeah. I think <laughs> to, to, to a degree, it's like, yeah, who's going who's gonna to argue that, that that's such a terrible thing given mm-hmm. – that these guys, you know, are fucking throwing buildings on people and killing other folks. It's not like it's not like somebody's going to be sitting there going, "Oh, wow, I'm really going to miss that guy who was actually killing other people." What what a terrible thing that you stopped right, this. Right. But this well that killer. well that's true. I got to wonder what kind of toll it's going to it can take on Malcolm, you know, being a yeah, no, with that much blood on like, his hands. Yeah, you're you're fucking you're yourself up, dude. <laughs> it's gonna be a mess. I always thought it was bullshit. The whole hero that lets the villain just go and kill over and over and over again. In real life, everyone would hate the hero for that. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> come on, could you could you step up here, Batman, and maybe take care of this guy for once? Because he's just kind of bad news. What the hell? That's it. That's it. I have my. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, it does kind of bring up the whole, you know, kind of makes sense to be a costume vigilante because, you know, that way you have a secret identity. No one knows who your family is. It can't take revenge. So Malcolm's got to deal with that. There's no way he could, like, hide with a mask on, you know. Definitely. Yeah. No, it's, it's him. It, but there's it's tough. definitely something there. I mean, I, I, it's weird because on one hand I kind of go, well, in real life, People aren't sitting there going, well, I'm going to go rob a bank. I better right, make right. sure I kill all the cops first. Right, right. <laughs> Nobody really... Well, I, I mean, it's a comic book, and we understand that. And I, But you, you have addressed that with Dragon. I mean, how many of his you know girlfriends or wives have been murdered or you know his family been messed with? I mean, it does happen. And, yeah. and in the previous issue, uh, Malcolm gets a ton of backlash by being you know, responsible for the death of a bunch of kids. Right. So they know where to find him. They know who he is, and he has to take the brunt of that. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Sin mean for your kids to get killed. Yeah, Yeah, kind of a dick move, really, in retrospect. (laughs) (laughs) So how much fun did you have with issue 194? Because it just looks... I mean, with the whole... You did the twice-up thing with this issue, but... I mean, these spreads, the action in this this issue, we were just blown away when, when oh, we yeah. got our hands on it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, this no, issue... I, I actually, um, I, I actually love working that size and, and hope to. Well, actually, I'm going to make the transition to that just being the way I work. Really? Wow. Yeah, just because you know, paper that I've been working on has been has been not very good, and. It's just been kind of a struggle every month to to be fighting that. Um, you know, I'm, I can't do it constantly just because I'm I'm traveling some and mm-hmm. you know can't sit in there. I, it's just physically too large to take with me. You know, I would have to check it in my in my yeah life. yeah. That's <laughs> just, that's a little riskier than I want to be with my life. <laughs> um, I mean, really, it's like, oh, you lost your entire issue. Sorry. Right. Oh, we really apologize. Well, so you know, but but I I want to get to that point where uh, I actually just bought like 
enough paper for like 15 issues. Nice. So I got a stack of it and you know when I'm doing issues at home and and can I'll, I'm going to sit there and do it that size cuz it's it's just better in general. I mean I there's a there's a double page spread that was in in the the next issue that was actually drawn a little bigger than than my normal double page spreads were in 196. Yeah, 196. The double page spread that's in there is yeah. Stunning. We've seen that. It's amazing. We've got the advance. So, I know uh, Adam Pruitt. I think was uh, talked to you. He had talked to you, and you'd given them the okay to give us advanced copies for the FinCast. Hopefully, you did. He said you did. <laughs> I actually met him one in 195. 195. The, the double page spread that's there with Malcolm and Dart. It's like that was that was actually bigger. Somewhat, not crazy big, but it was somewhat bigger. It was on the bigger paper. I I, I like doing double page spreads on one sheet for crying out loud. I mean that's that works out. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. you know, got to like, be more natural. Didn't you say you were taping together the pages or something? Yeah. Previously. Yeah, I had been, and it's like, well, that's fun and all, but it kind of <laughs> sucks. <laughs> at the same time, it kind of does bite. And then um, there's the scan and stitch you have to do, right? I got to do that anyway. Um, the, the, that's the the one kind of detriment about doing it big is that you do you have to scan and and, and you have to stitch it. There's just no, no scanner is big enough. Um, my scanner isn't big enough. <laughs> it's not, but I, there probably are scanners that are that big. I'm I'm not going to buy one just because <laughs> I'm just a cheap guy. Um, <laughs> don't judge me. <laughs> um, and so I, you know, I don't have one that's that big. I don't have access to one that's that big. So I'm I'm gonna have to stitch this stuff together somehow, one way or another. Uh, and when I'm doing the when I did the twice up issue. Every page required at least three, if not four, scans. Um, and then, but Photoshop has something in it that that makes it so you can stitch things together easily. Oh, so yeah, yeah. it's <clears throat> it's really not a, a big deal. Uh, but when it gets to be a big deal is when you're doing double page spreads because it's hot, tough to get every piece of it because there's a middle pier, middle piece there that the scanner just doesn't want to reach. And so you have to take the lid off the thing and push stuff around. It's like, holy crap, this is an ordeal. Um, but whatever. Can you really, at least do it in two halves, or you got to do it like in quarters? you got to do it in kind of quarters. Ugh. Actually, the, a double-page spread is like eight scans. Yikes. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> and you got to make sure it's square or else they won't line up. It'll it, it it it'll adjust that. It'll actually adjust things a little bit. I mean, and then you gotta make sure it doesn't completely suck too, because there'll there'll be times where I'm where I scanned it all in, it lines it up, and then you look at it and go, wait a minute, that's there's a weird jag going on there. It made an assumption that was completely wrong. Oh. Um, <laughs> and and it's and it really it works best if there's a lot of overlap. Right. Um, which is why I'm scanning it as many times as I am, because I could scan the top and bottom and then just 
manually stitch that together because there would be just a quarter inch or something of overlap. But it's just better if you just do it in four pieces. And scanning is not a big deal anyway. So I want to say I want to say print shops can scan 36 inch wide by however long you have. Yeah, but then that- I go to a print shop. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just, it's, I mean, I, when I'm doing my book, I'm doing it page at a time and mm-hmm. scanning it and sending it off to, to Nikos to color. Oh. So it's like page by page by page. It's going off to, to those guys. And if I'm sitting there going, oh, now I have to go to the print shop 20 times. Oh, yeah. That doesn't make life easy. It'd be a pain in the ass. Yeah, it would be a pain in the ass. So it's like, or I could use this program which is made to do this, and it's right <laughs> here on my computer in front of my face. <laughs> I'll do that. Well, I mean, it seems like you're, you know, 20 years into this book, it's like you're always kind of constantly tweaking things and moving things around. I, you know, now you're talking about doing the twice up you know you switched colors a couple of times and uh letters now you know you're back to the digital oh you're not back but you're you're to the digital letting yeah back with chris but it seems like it's all kind of come together now like it seems like you've found that kind of coloring style that you've liked because it's kind of stuck around um you know chris's digital letterings seem to have kind of fit in pretty well now with the sound effects yeah. It's all looking pretty organic. Are, are you are you at a point now where you're pretty happy with with the way the book looks? Yeah, pretty pretty much. I mean, there's it <clears throat> it comes and goes. I mean, I'm sitting there doing a this this issue now. It will probably be my last uh, small board issue. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's conceivable that there'll be more later on down the road when I'm if I'm traveling a lot, but. I'm looking at this now as the last one, and it's kind of, kind of going, yeah, working, working this small, oh, it just kind of, it's not what it ought to be. Because <laughs> <laughs> when you work, when you work at a bigger size, it's just you can just do stuff that you can't do ordinarily. Right, right. Uh, whatever. <laughs> did you or- do, um, did you do 196 twice up or any like that spread on that? Yeah, the, the whole issue is twice that. Yeah, you can tell. I, I think now, now knowing like with one ninety four, you, yeah. you can kind yeah. of tell, and especially what, on the double, pay, on the, like the full spreads, you know. Yeah, no, that's the. It's just suddenly you go. There are some tiny freaking lines on here that are so itty bitty. How the hell did you do that? And then, and then yeah, the double page spreads. You just go. I got all this space. Woo. <laughs> Well, they look amazing. I mean, by the time you know this uh, this fincast is live, um, one ninety six will be out. But that spread where you know Malcolm's energies, you know, his electric powers are just blowing up the place, and the chains are whipping around. I mean, it's it's got so much like uh, f- motion, like fl- fluidity to it. It just looks incredible. That shit is that. sick. Yeah, it's yeah. Sick. The building all like off in the background. That is sick. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I kind of like that one. Do you do you ever just finish an issue and just say, "Wow, you know, I just hit it out of the ballpark with this"? Or you just you, you just know that. I, uh, I definitely the the twice up stuff. You just get I just get more jazzed about it. Than, yeah. 
than the other because it's like eh, the other's fine. But but when you when you're sitting there doing this stuff and it's freaking huge, it just it's just I guess plays to my strengths and and I'm, just, I'm able to do more with it than I could otherwise. So. I mean, I could, I could tell you as a reader, you know, 193, to be honest, I wasn't a big fan of 194 came and then I was like a little disappointed. I was like, Oh, a new direction. I didn't really like 193 that, that much. 194 came around, blew my socks off and blew everyone, you know, away on, on, in the fin cast. Cause I know oh, we yeah. I still so can't find my socks. It. Yeah. <laughs> 190, we just read 196 and we all like collectively were emailing each other being like, holy crap, like that was, you know, really amazing, you know. You want to talk about owning an issue. See, the thing is, is that I have seen people being like, this isn't what I signed up for. And I'm just like, what did you sign up for? Because this book constantly changes for one. And for two, if you're reading it, it is kicking ass. (laughs) You can't yeah. read that issue and not think it kicked ass. Wait, you talking about 196? Yeah. Yeah, top to bottom, Eric. Bravo. I mean, <laughs> we we well, super thanks. enjoyed it. I mean, it's got everything you want in Savage Dragon. I mean, you see in Malcolm in different states of being maimed and <laughs> messed up, but he just looks cool as hell. You got Vicious Circle and, you know, full effect, ripping buildings apart, chasing people away. That whole you breaking know. ball sequence. I was like, mm, that's a win. Yeah, amazing. Amazing fight scenes. Uh, that, that ugly fat dude. Yeah, he's hanging. awesome. Hilarious. <laughs> Just hilarious. Yeah, no, he, that's, that's one of the, when, when, I, when I talked about, I could not keep that guy consistent at all. I was just, <laughs> in fact, there was, there was a panel that I ended up using twice just because I was like, I can't draw this guy the same from now on. <laughs> ended up making a, making a, couple copies of him different size of his face different sizes so i could just painstakingly trace them off because it was like <laughs> i can't do it i, I pieces of him are, are sliding around his ears are getting moving and his face is like fuck i thought that was part of his like condition is that he was like <laughs> fat, like fat yeah. but 20 chins <laughs> it's. I, I think I look at him from the side and go, you know, quite look like the same guy that you looked like from the front. No, I don't know. This is. So anyway, he had to go. <laughs> so he he is the guy who had to die. <laughs> yeah. Are oh, you yeah. gonna have another I blog post? Because they couldn't draw consistently, and it's like. Uh, sorry, sorry. I would have loved to have kept him around if I was able to make him look the same from panel to panel. Sorry. <laughs> it, oh. it was so really just an amazing issue, though. I mean, I think it's something great for new fans. For old fans, you have the little nods to things like the Uglies Unlimited and seeing some old vicious circle guys coming oh, back around. All the Rogue Warrior. Oh, yeah, shit. yeah. Um, I'm always a fan when the cover is actually somehow part of the book. That's yeah. always a winner to me. <laughs> yeah, that was neat. That that definitely was neat. Whew. <laughs> 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 I know. I was like, how am I going to work this cover? <laughs> it was, yeah. It was, and I'm and I'm happy that the next issue. It's like I've already satisfied my next issue. <laughs> thing uh, because I ended with Malcolm having being all screwed up. So. it seems like there's um you know some of these newer vicious circle people that we're starting to see more and more becoming kind of like uh i don't know they're they're just the new wave that 
they're not just throwaway guys like we're seeing like that pucker guy or the the victorious uh villain with the the big kind of v head and samurai and uh yeah it it just start you know bug lady i mean they seem like they're a couple of your favorites from uh the newer group and it's kind of cool to see them reoccurring um and then I noticed there's that there's that one kind of villain. It kind of looks like your the one that has like the metal dreadlocks. It looks yeah. like the one that was from your Amazing Spider-Man days. Um, and I don't think is that the first time you've drawn her? Yeah, she's yeah. pretty cool looking. Yeah, we'll see if I can figure something out with her. She's got a barda, <laughs> big barda kind of look. Yeah, I know. I, I like that. I'm just it's looks like uh, is this? Am I am I pushing it too far in terms of making characters look too much like? Nah, uh, but yeah. I, <laughs> I, I do like that metal kind of dreads look. You're the only yeah, I, I, I like that too. Like, that's, <laughs> that's something I haven't seen other people do. But when you did the the female furies, was that what they were called from Amazing Spider-Man? Uh, they they were called the femme fatales. Oh, uh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not my name, but uh, but they were. That was an awesome like group of supervillains. Like it was so neat. Like. You know, and then you kind of have like the vein and Savage Dragon that kind of, uh, and now this one, but um, yeah, you know, cool group of characters. You're always good at making you know great visuals. I don't, I don't know if I'm reading too much into it, but it seems like there's more female characters predominant in the Vicious Circle right now. Is that subconscious or conscious? Because well, I, I think dark? that's sort of a that sort of a dark thing. Yeah, you, like you know, I want to be surrounded by like-minded people that's what know, i was thinking people who are really in her in her corner that you know that sort of thing yeah that's speaking cool of touch, i hadn't noticed have you heard anything more about the dart statue um not only have i heard it i've seen it Ooh. oh really yeah yeah well i haven't seen the physical thing but i've seen pictures of it it's that's from claymore pretty, studios yeah, yeah it's pretty sweet so it's pretty much finished and ready to go into production, or? Uh, yeah. Cool. Yeah, I believe so. I, I, be- I believe that's what we're talking about. Nice. Awesome. Uh, I remember the last time we talked about that, there was uh, talk of a, like a silver variant. Was there any talk about that? Um, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, I I can't I can't say with absolute certainty what goes on there. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. That's funny. I did notice some um, in the past couple of issues too. Um, that it seems like the book's taken more of like uh, not violent but almost gory uh, uh, shots. Like, and it's not something you haven't done before. It just seems like we're seeing a little more of it, like with, uh, assassin's face kind of again, just blown off by the, uh, <laughs> ball and chain stuff. Is that a conscious decision to kind of go in that direction with the new direction? Or is this just, um, uh, it's just kind of the way the book is, you yeah. know, I just, I think, I think some part of it is maybe me just kind of going, uh, because he's a teenager, people people make the assumption, oh, this book's for kids now. And it's like, no, it's not. It's <laughs> <laughs> kind of coming back and just saying, look, it's just because it's starring somebody who's 17 years old doesn't mean that, that I've gone soft, you know, sort of thing. Right, so, right, right. So <laughs> take that. 
<laughs> I feel like it's always like ultra violence has always been a part of Savage Dragon. I feel yeah. so yeah. it doesn't feel out of place or anything. No, not at all. <laughs> well, good. It's why I read. Damn what, it! No. You, know, you know, you guys remember back during what the you know the the Fantastic Four era, and everyone was complaining about how it was kind of like nonviolent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, it was just weird back then. I reread that recently, and it's actually more violent than I recalled. <laughs> <laughs> Until they got to the scene where, like, Alex stabbing uh, yeah. the crap out of, uh, what was the purple guy's name? Yeah, uh, the Lummox. The Lummox, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Then it was like, oh, yeah, we're not kid-friendly anymore. <laughs> <laughs> hey, remember this? I <laughs> was talking about shifting tones in comics, because people were like, Invincible's not a family book anymore. Anymore? Well, you know, he said fuck at the end of an issue. Ah. And I can't believe that. And then his character got raped, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and everybody was like, oh, and Kirkman did a thing where he's like, well, tones can change in comics, you know. And I was like, I don't get why that's a strange concept for people. Yeah. And it's not like Invincible hasn't been a kid-friendly book since, like, issue six. But I'm just saying, like, even if Dragon wants to have a family period, it's not like it's like, oh, well, there goes the violence. It's like it could easily come back. And it did. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's weird. It's weird the way people just want to jump off the rails and shit like that. I just think people can't handle the difference between a mainstream Marvel DC comic and an independent comic. They just don't know how to handle that. You know, the creator. Have you guys seen the meltdown about Batgirl's new costume or Thor being a woman? Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't even know what to do with. Why is there a meltdown on Batgirl's new costume? She's got a new. She's got a new hipster look. I'm making quote fingers with my hands. Uh, <laughs> I thought it looked fine, but yeah, I, I mean, liked it. I, in terms of like the Thor and you know Captain America being African American, oh, right, Falcons. You know, it's like really, who cares? Like, stuff like everybody, you know, time. I've seen so many other people. It's you know, change. If you don't read yeah, Marvel, if you read Marvel point, comics, you know it's going to always change and just yeah. always come back. At this point, yeah. I mean, it's like yeah, I'm about as upset about that as I am about Superman being dead and Batman's bro- pack being broken. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, do people forget? Those permanent changes have really affected my life a whole lot. I mean, I guess people forget about you know Storm as Thor. That that, you know, (laughs) you it's like it's like Charlie Brown being surprised that the football is being pulled away. (laughs) You know, it's like, what is wrong with you fans that you will see this and go, oh my god, this time it's real. This time it's. It's like, come on! Never, right. never mind the five other guys who have been Captain America or the five other people who have been Thor. Yeah, ten other times they've all died. Yeah, <laughs> it's or like Wolverine's going to die. Thor characters that have been throughout the throughout the book, either in What If or in Universe X or in in the Thor comic itself, where there where there was some Thor girl that was running well, around. Yeah, her name was Storm. Thor was Thor for a while, wasn't she? Or at least held the hammer. She did, I think. He was a frog, and you know, whatever. I mean, I've even, <laughs> but I mean, what blows my lid is that I've even seen people who think that Archie is really going to be dead and gone, and it's like, guys, and all these people know, didn't even care about Archie anyway. <laughs> Archie's yeah, suddenly gotten cool. It's kind of funny. It just it freaks me out because it's like people want to have a big vocal opinion, but they don't even care enough to realize that like life with Archie finger quotes is a what if book, right? Yeah, so yeah. it doesn't matter. They if don't he understand dies, the context. You're just knee jerking about it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't good get times, it. Good times. Good times. I don't get why people don't like how I just am amazed that people are still surprised and shocked after all these years. 
there you go. It's just the same old shit. That's all. Yeah, I yeah, I don't think they're shy. I think they. I think people generally just like to bitch and moan. Honestly. They do. It's a human but condition. <laughs> you, would, you would think they would just move on from Marvel Comics and try something else then if they were, you know. I have an excellent suggestion. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's funny. It's because, like I said, somebody was running their mouth about things never changing. And I was like, you should read Savage Dragon. It has exactly what you're talking about. And I got, like, liked once. And I was <laughs> That book's too pretentious, right? Yeah. yeah it's so pretentious. Uh <laughs> It's exactly what I think of. <laughs> oh, that's the word that I, that comes to mind for me. <laughs> you were drinking red wine in France. Oh, well, I was drinking red wine in France. Yeah. Pretty hoity-toity. It, it, it is. It is. So, Craig, you said you had a few uh, Facebook or t- Twitter questions for Eric? Yeah, I can throw those in now. Um, if you don't mind, Eric. There's a few listener questions. Okay. Uh, Simon Mollet asked... I'd like to know if Eric has plans in doing another issue uh, with num- issue 10 and 92's art style, which he said, which I'd love to color, by the way. And I guess he's referring to like the real dark inks, like the almost like a the Frank Miller, I want to say, type. Is that, is yeah, that was, what those were? It's weird yeah. that at the time I was thinking I was doing Mike Mignola. Oh, really? <laughs> and it's like, wow, I'm failing so spectacularly. <laughs> I don't know. I, you said what? What issues? It was issue 10. 10 and 92. 10 was, uh, was it Jimbo, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. And 92 is the vicious circle on the cover. Right. Like, yeah, I love that issue. Yeah, that's definitely that's a more great Mike issue. Mignola to me than, than Frank Miller. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I'm just saying because it's just, he's got the real yeah. dark tones. Yeah, yeah. Um, am I ever, <laughs> who knows? Yeah. You know, I mean, it really is going to depend on, on, on the story itself and, and what I want to do. And it's, it, it, there are there are limitations to all this stuff. Trying different experiments. So, uh, uh, some of it is is me going. Let me try this out and see how it works. Oh well, look at this. I can't do this series of things because of this art style that I've chosen. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, when I'm doing the the twenty panel of a page thing, it's like you realize, oh, nothing has any scope at all. I can never really establish any kind of environment because you have this tiny little panel no not to do that again you know and <laughs> you just kind of move on from there when you're doing uh, the the harsh black and white stuff there are things there where you where you go it's it's you know you're not really showing any kind of texture the the art can look kind of simple um yeah, you, you got to compose things well so that so that everything kind of works but even so, there's there's reasons that most guys who who try that stuff kind of go, all right, moving on. Let's let's try something <laughs> else next issue. Um, <laughs> so, so I I don't know. Will I will I do it again? I can't say with absolute certainty. It's right, just right. depend on the the kind of story that I want to tell. Gotcha. Um, we had another question from uh, Michelle uh, Fife who said. <laughs> I don't know if I, I I feel bad because I don't I hope I'm I hope he'll write me and tell me I'm pronouncing his name right I I hope I am it's really hard to say somewhere um, in his apartment's a dartboard with your face on yeah, it. I know I know and I love his work so much so I'm not gonna he forgives you me because <laughs> <laughs> you don't know either I don't, I, 
Uh, you know, um, it's like one of those things where you introduce yourself and you and you go, oh, I should totally remember that, and then you totally don't. Well, we interviewed him, and he was just like, oh, it's fine. Some people call me this, some people, whatever you want to call me. It's like, oh, well, what do you call yourself? But anyway, sorry, sorry, uh, Mitchell. Um, he writes, was Eric a fan of the bands in Doom Patrol's Mohawk dude's room. I guess he's talking about the dude Karma with the Mohawk from Doom Patrol. There's right. a, a there's a scene where he's holding up some records or something with the butthole surfers and throbbing gristle and no uh, some other band. So <laughs> where did that come from? Was that the the editor or the writer? Not really. I I knew I knew a girl who's totally into that kind of music, and so I knew the the band names and stuff like that. But that's not not generally the kind of kind of stuff that I'm into. Well, there you go. <laughs> what are you? Great into? information. Short answer. <laughs> so as as we kind of we're getting into like an hour here, as as we wrap up, um, I wanted to see if uh, you could maybe give us a hint into some of the status of issue two hundred. I'll tell you what we know, and you tell us if you could let us know anything else or tell us if we're wrong. But what we know is that it's a hundred pages at ten bucks, nine ninety nine. We know Chris Burnham, who's uh, done Officer Down and Batman Incorporated, is do- he drew a backup story that you wrote about yes. Dimension X and I guess Glum, yeah. and then uh, a relative relative newcomer Travis Sengaus is also penciling a backup story. He penciled an inked one, and it's uh, about Malcolm joining the football team. He wanted to draw Malcolm joining the football team, so it's like, all right, I'll write you a story about that. Sweet. <laughs> any any other information you can uh, give? Um, uh, I'm working with Herb Trimpey on two stories. They're oh. both pages. He's penciling one, and I'm making it, and I'm penciling one, and he's inking it. So awesome. that'll be that'll be kind of. I, I mean, I don't know if people are. I'm totally into this guy, or or whatever. But it's just here's a guy whose whose work I knew from forever ago and it was just kind of a pleasure to be able to work with a guy that's Uh, awesome so there's that um uh dragon proper will be in the story as and and Mm -hmm. so it'll be dragon and malcolm will be in issue 200 together uh so dragon will find himself out of jail one way or another, and uh, the vicious circle comes gunning for him, and Malcolm needs to protect his dad from the forces of evil kind of thing. Uh, Sweet. So that's kind of the, the major big thing that's going on. Also, uh, um, Nikos is drawing a backup story as well, and that is a SOS slash angel daredevil kind of story. So Sweet. Sweet. It's wow. got stuff in it. Anything uh, uh, with uh, Gary or Frank? I'm sure there will be. Gary and uh, Gary and Frank are doing a Vanguard story, which uh, starts yes. up next issue, actually. So, oh, wow. uh, yes. So <laughs> beginning with 197, there is a, a, another Vanguard serial, which starts in 197 and, and I think ends in... 200 so wow. that would be like the the big like finale i think yeah and if not then it's like oh there's more of it what a shame no i mean it would be it'll be awesome if there's more and right it's, oh, it's man 
super stoked about that. I mean, they the last serial with Vanguard, they just hit it out of the park, man. That was so oh, enjoyable. Yeah. So yeah, I'm 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 really looking forward to that. I I, I love their stuff, and you know, any opportunity to have them do more, yes. <laughs> you know, Sweet. Scott James and Gavin. Uh, I, well, theirs got bumped up, right? Something like that, or yeah, I think that may end up being. I mean, I got to make a, a, a at some point. I got to make a flow chart to figure out how many pages <laughs> I've actually got that are accounted for and how many 100 200 it's okay we'll take it well I, you know i mean it's it's, it's <laughs> it should fit i don't i gotta do this somewhat sanely um but yeah i mean it's it's gonna be a cool book so wow, exciting exciting stuff and yeah, then i stop doing these hundred pages because they're just <laughs> a pain in the ass i don't know that 250 is gonna be that you know because it's like come on what the hell? <laughs> How do you keep doing this to yourself? It's like hurting cats, getting us all grouped together. Working yeah. with artists. <laughs> uh, it's it, it's just easier when you're when it's just you and you don't have to worry about this and that. Right. The tiniest little bit of like I had to like try and like you know beg favors off of all my art buddies for my book, and I was just like. It was just so time-consuming, emailing people and herding cats. That yeah. is perfect. Well, I think you're you're a glutton for punishment, though, Eric, because every oh, time no, you no, say no. this, you do next issue projects and treasury edition anthologies, and you know another hundred page thing, <laughs> Image United. It's the thing is because I like it, you know. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> you go, oh, this is a cool book. Look how look how big it is. Look how many pages are in here. Look at this. Look at that. And it's like when the end result is is awesome, you know. This giant size kung fu Bible stories. Once I actually have it in my hand, it's like this is so cool. But yeah, right. it's getting all, all those people that to do the stuff they need to do in order to get this done. And do your own, you know, Correct. Savage Dragon yeah. comic. <laughs> like last last month, I I did. Two issues because I had to. I, I did this. I well, I inked the story for Giant Size Kung Fu Bible Stories, and then I uh, did an issue of Dragon. And it's like that's a lot of pages to come through here in fairly rapid succession. I, I did notice this issue seemed to come together uh, quicker off the off the heels of the last issue. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no complaints, right? And I think it's good for the new direction just to keep the Yeah, no, I'm trying really and 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 this this issue that I'm working on now, it's like this is this is a nightmare just because I've been traveling so much. Right. But it's I it is it is better for the book in in the long run if I can if I can get it to come out on a more regular basis. So Yeah. I am trying. Is there any uh, any new comics coming out that you're excited about? I saw that ad for Night World from Image. Have you seen anything, or you have anything to do I've with? In all four issues, yeah, it's, it's nice looking book. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, like a real Kirby vibe. Yeah, I, it's yeah, it signed me up for some of that. I, yeah. uh, I'm curious <laughs> if you have any interest at all in that new uh, Warren Ellis Supreme book. Um, I, I will like. I mean, I'll get it. It'll be in my house at some point because mm-hmm. I, I'm down for, you know, I, I get the image complex, 
But um, I, I really have a tough time reading things that pick up on stuff that, or, or don't pick up on stuff that I did. It was like when I got off Doom Patrol, I didn't read Doom Patrol for right. years. When I got off Amazing Spider-Man, I just stopped reading Spider-Man for. I don't know some some of the teasers that for some of the teasers for that book almost feel like maybe your run won't be completely forgotten. Oh really? Yeah, it 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 seems like like Ethan Crane's missing, and what you did at the end of your series, it kind of I don't know. I I've got a hunch that maybe it's not. Maybe it'll tie in somehow. I would guess that they would. (laughs) It just seems like. Why would you do that to yourself? I mean, I think they kind of looked at um, at uh, um, what what books have been successful that have been the Liefeld books, and you can go, well, Profit's the one that people seem to really give a shit about, mm-hmm. and that's the one that's the farthest from what Rob was doing. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They just they just did. I'm doing something else entirely. Yeah. This and, Ellis and, book looks pretty far just, away. Probably they're probably following that as as you know. I'd screw it. We'll just do our own thing, and if somebody likes it, awesome. And if they don't, oh well. <laughs> yeah, I, and sometimes I think that's the kind of attitude these you know creators or cartoonists have to have. Like you know, Brandon Graham is outstanding. I I love his attitude towards things. I love his you know no bullshit. Um, in some ways, it reminds me of you know how your take is on a lot of things, and I thought it was cool with uh, Prophet him trying all different styles, you know, getting different people involved, and just going in a whole different direction. I think that's part of why that book has been, yeah. you know, a critical hit. I don't know if it's got the sales. Not but so much the definitely. sales, I don't believe, and it's actually been well. It's it's, uh, it's it's sold well enough that it was able to continue. Yeah, yeah. Whereas you know, uh, Supreme wasn't doing that and and all the other Liefeld books went away so yeah, yeah. You know, hey something was working okay yeah yeah it's good stuff it's it's definitely interesting it's definitely not a lot of the same old you know and I like to see that once you know yeah. here and there agreed agreed yeah new stuff try it <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do something cool. Yeah, whatever. It's like I, I get we we can do anything and and so often we don't do anything. And that and I that That's very profound. Bothers me more than anything. <laughs> you know, it's just it's just a pain in the ass. It's like, come on guys. You, you there's there's an unlimited just the, the, the thought that that you're going to turn the page and you expect something is going to happen and it's what you expect. That happens so much in yeah. comics and so much in movies where you're just like, yeah, I know where this is going. Well, how do you, what do you know? I'm completely right. <laughs> you know? And it's like, that shouldn't be the case. You can do absolutely anything on the next page. Why mm. are you doing the one thing that we kind of are anticipating? Yeah, yeah. I think it was. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no. Go, man. Go. (laughs) I was just going to say, I think, like, you know, like uh, cartoonists, and I'm really happy to see, like, Tom Scholey start to get a lot of kind of uh, press. And it seems like in this past couple of years, a lot of kind of the alternative guys that are, they have an alternative style, but they're still doing kind of like mainstream superhero or cosmic stuff. Like, 
like Sholy, you know, him getting that gig on GI Joe and Transformers. Oh, I have no in. Personally, I have no interest in GI Joe. Or Did you read the Free Comic Day issue? Yeah, but I'm saying you put Sholy on a book like that, and it's like, wow, I want to buy this. I want to know more. I want to look at this art. I want to see the crazy things that he's going to do. That you know, everyone else has got to make GI Joe a realistic or or make it you know something like a movie. You know, him, he's going to take it and just make it like you're playing with the toys and doing whatever you want, and and you know just make it crazy and fun and and it's cool to see him get more opportunities to do that it's cool to see a guy like james stoko get thrown an avengers book uh, one shot and see him you know go wild with it i'm you know this past year i've just seen a lot of things like that that are like you know it's making me happy with the way the industry is kind of pulling these type of people in Uh, sorry that was my two cents (laughs) <laughs> but at this at this point, they're like, well, nothing else is working, so what what else can we do? Let's yeah, try. yeah, like, well, that's true. I don't. Know, I think the I think the audience is starting to shift a little. The younger audience is starting to get growing up, and they they they're kind of in for the more zany type off, uh, not predictable, I guess, sort mm-hmm. of uh, material. But I think young kids are too, or not young kids, but younger people are too. I, I think for some reason, you know, a segment of the readership got stuck in this, you know, let's try to be as realistic as possible and, you know, make stories where guys don't dress up in costumes and stuff. And it seems like we're getting back to the way it should be, hopefully. But. The, yeah, oh, good. <laughs> the, the My Little Pony and Adventure Time kids are growing up. <laughs> well, you know. I don't know. It's just like with like mainstream comics for so long, it felt to me like it was fan fiction of fan fiction. Mm. So like you had guys that when you say you turn a page and it's something you completely expect, it's because these guys like grew up on Batman, then started writing Batman. So they're just giving you more Batman. Mm. And so it's kind of like when you get these people who don't know a damn thing about this stuff because it's just not part of their life. I mean, I don't know. There's a chance for something cool and new to happen there. Mm-hmm. Uh. Yay! More of that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, well, it's all good. We've been we've been kind of talking for over an hour oh, now. Yeah. I don't know if you guys had uh, any kind of last questions for Eric, but I've uh, he's you know I want to thank you, Eric, for uh, <laughs> sure spending some time with us and answering all our questions as and all of our and crazy as they were <laughs> entertaining us. <laughs> Um, regaling us of tales of Europe, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that was just that was just fun. I'm just glad I'm just glad that that adventure kind of went off without a hitch because that could have gone very wrong. You know, I'm just sitting here getting off an airplane, expecting somebody to be there and having no idea where I'm supposed to be. It's yeah, like, this yeah. could this could be a disaster. Right. Um, turns out there's no convention in this town. I'm gonna be pissed. <laughs> Especially in the countries where you know English isn't the the language. <laughs> Something likely to happen again? What? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I liked it a lot. So, um, you know, if if I can do a, a a tour through through France and just have it be, you know, in different different towns and different comics shops and stuff like that, it's like sign me up for some of that. Yeah. You know, I know that they've got that different bigger shows that are more comic book oriented in in many of those countries and it's like yeah i I don't i don't mind that i wouldn't mind going there right so yeah all about that 
go to Greece and uh, meet up with uh, your colorists. <laughs> yeah, well, it's there's all sorts of countries that I've never been to before, and if and yeah, when these opportunities arise, it's like, why the hell not? Are you finding that um, now that you know you can get comics digitally pretty easily, like with Comicsology and stuff, that the foreign readers have more access to Savage Dragon, and that's how they're reading it? I mean, I know one guy wrote, you know, I wish that they published Savage Dragon in Spain again. You know, yeah. do they have access, or do you know, or do they you know what your sales are overseas? I, or I have no idea where where people are, or where they're coming from. So, yeah, you know, I. I I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, I just, I just don't have that. I'm sorry. I know, like I've said the story before, like you know, years ago, um, I think it was like the Savage. I forget which issue, the one with uh, Carrie and Bush on the cover. Yeah, uh, I was in Japan when that came out, and I try, I had to go track down and find like an American comic book store so I could get my Savage Dragon fix. But you know, <laughs> if it was nowadays, it's like, well. Just punch it right up on my, you know, iPhone. Yeah, no, it's. I mean, those things are great. The, the 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 bad part about all those things is that there's no comics you can get signed. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Because it's like that's part of the the experience is meeting the actual guy and just getting book signed or getting something. I don't know. I'm pers- I'm personally just as content to get a sketch in a sketchbook with a signature. But I guess it's just me. But it's a lot more expensive to get a sketch than. Just yeah, that's, it can't be. Yeah, <laughs> certainly. <laughs> <laughs> this is just—I mean, it's—it's it's a lot of work too, for, for crying out loud. You know, and and really, there's there's just a limited amount of of time that any of these guys have to be able to do stuff. And if it's full blown commissions, it's like you know, when I'm looking at it, it's like there are ten to twelve people who are going to be able to get that during over the course of a day. And that's not a lot of people, really, considering how many people read this stuff. Um, Sorry, you know, but I could sign a shit ton of comics in that amount of time, so. Right, right. Yeah, Yeah, that's a good point. I get you. Well, good. Well, thanks for your time again. Yeah, I appreciate it. It's always a good time to have you. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Cool. Uh, I'm looking forward to the next one, you know? Yeah. That's how it always is. It's like, hey, are you doing uh, are you doing any uh, conventions on the East Coast at all this year? Uh, probably New York Comic Con. Okay. How about Baltimore? No. Uh, you know they gotta pester me about it. It's yeah. really it, it, it always has <laughs> we'll to pester come from, them. <laughs> it has to come from the convention itself. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I hear that. I, I, I generally don't chase people down and say, "I want to go to your convention. Please invite me." It's like man, I don't really. I, I, it just kind of feels undignified to do that. Right, <laughs> right. I got enough issues as it is. Just, just to have somebody being like, "No, you are unworthy of our show." Uh. <laughs> I'm like, fuck, I don't want to deal with that. You're not on the so, Wizard top fifty list this year. <laughs> Wizard did give me. Uh, actually, was like any of our shows you want to go to, and they just sent me a list. But, it, but it's like, Wh- Wizard I, still exists. Wizard exists as a convention thing, so they do exist, but it's not, you know, a magazine. I don't know if they still have a site. Garrett Sheamus followed me on Twitter, so (laughs) it's weird, right? I don't know. Yeah, that's just he's out there. 
If you came to Philly, I would totally go, but I tend to not enjoy the Wizard Philly convention. It's more about wrestlers and weird stuff than comics. And every yeah, year it seems well, to shrink. I mean, but... is, there, is there a regular Philadelphia show at this point, or is it... No, is... not really. There's there's the Philadelphia Wizard Philadelphia, and then there's a couple of smaller ones where, like, Herb Trimpe might show up, or, you know, someone might come down from New York, but they're the real, like, kind of generic ones, small See, ones. You know, and then everyone goes to Baltimore because it's only, like, you know, an hour and a half away, and that, that's, like, hands up. Hands down, my favorite con because it's just about the comics. Do yeah. one of these. Do one of these Pittsburgh cons, and you can meet Tom Shelley, Jim Rugg, Ed Piscor. Just <laughs> hang out with that Pittsburgh comic crew. <laughs> well, actually, I, Tom Shelley's in Philly tom- uh, tonight doing uh, signings with. Um, uh, what's the other guy that's got kind I've of? I've both pie. those guys. I got. They they travel a lot, so, yeah. so luckily I've got to run into them. It's Sholey and the guy who, uh, what's his name? Uh, the guy just did the Fox comic. He's got that kind of Kirby, Bruce Timmish. Oh, yeah, Dean Hasfield. Yeah, I like his stuff, too. I'm, yeah. I might try to make it out there tonight. but Yeah, he's he's just a kind of a fun guy to hang around, actually. Yeah, he's all, I've met him a few times at conventions. Always a nice guy. Yeah, he's, he's, like, he's like one of those guys you go, this guy is just always happy. So it's something <laughs> going all right for this guy. <laughs> And that's like that's that's the kind of people you want to be around, you know? Yeah. It's just happy, positive people who are just making shit happen. And it's like, fuck yeah, I want to be a part of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, yeah, we'll try to end it this time. Sorry, we keep asking. <laughs> yeah, sorry. More ask false more ending. <laughs> it's, uh, it's like Lord of the Rings. Just gonna have to hang up on us now. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, Take I'm gonna it. go. I, I've right. said enough. <laughs> More yeah. wine, quickly! Thanks for your time, Eric. All right, talk to you later. All right, bye, bye. Yep. Once again, thank you very much for taking the time to talk with us, Eric. We super appreciate it. Always a pleasure, and we know the listeners always super appreciate it. Man, that interview, boy, are my arms tired! <laughs> <laughs> All those air quotes and everything. It was relentless bombshell after relentless bombshell. I loved all that information he gave about 200, though, and, you know, the coming up Vanguard backups and oh, stuff. It's, Get it's exciting. Yeah, yeah, good and stuff. I even feel like the Kung Fu Bible info we got was just, like, scooparoo. Yeah, yeah. The Scooby-Doo story, guys! Yeah, jeez, we've only been waiting ages. <laughs> just think, ages of wait, and he knocked it out in a month. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> how it goes. It's all about having the proper venue. Shall we look to the future? Let's look to the future. Let's. Savage Dragon 197. Malcolm Dragon is transformed into a hideous freak as he faces his greatest menace yet, a deadly virus that turns average people into mindless monsters. Get ready for a whole new Savage Dragon. You know, something I didn't bring up during the interview about this is that I was wondering about is I was curious why the Belco chemicals even affect Malcolm because of mutant, um, because of healing abilities. I'm going to assume just a guess that much like, you know, mind control affects dragon for a little bit. Right. Then wears off. Probably a similar situation. He hasn't built up an immunity yet. Going to guess. 
Just yeah, maybe he'll slowly turn back. His immune system will fight it off by the end of the episode or something. Yeah, that sounds practical. It just, I don't know, it, it made more sense when uh, She-Dragon got muted because she doesn't have any of Dragon's actual abilities. Plus, in this instance, it's a chemical reaction. Yeah. And you remember the beginning of the issue, he's being told that he has been drinking water. They were like, oh, we gave you water. We gave you a place to stay. So yeah. he's been drinking water, obviously, you know, for a while recuperating. So he's been ingesting this chemical for some bit. So even if the old healing factor was doing good, I mean, you keep dumping more on it. You're bound to well, have action. And the same point his healing factor is going into overdrive, recovering for all the third degree burns he has. Ooh, fair so. Oh, good point. Maybe it's just uh, fatigued. Good. good point. I hadn't thought of that. We justified it. We justified it. We're good. Yeah. We're good, baby. I'm, I'm interested to see how he kind of treats it that it's, you know, to make it different than the issue where it happened to She-Dragon. Because obviously he's not going to, you know, try the same trick or do the same thing, you know. Let's so. just hope he doesn't rip Maxine and Frank Jr. in half. Oh, God, no. <laughs> Please, no, Maxine. Hang in there, girl. you got to hide. <laughs> well, cool. Well, I think it was a... You guys picked up that Frank Jr. was there, right? Oh yeah, yeah as the as the police officer. Yeah, it took me a second to it talk. It took a second read for me to catch that. Yeah, yep. subtle but nice. Yep, yeah, it was good stuff. Yeah, and uh, oh well, we we skipped on. You know, we talked about issue one ninety six. You know, in some good amount of detail with Eric, and we didn't really talk about the backup story. Oh, but you know, with uh, go dedicate you know, a whole lot of time in mind. And my love of Neutron Bob. Yeah, yeah, and we're, we're really excited about it. We're not snubbing it. I think we'll we'll talk about it on the next episode. Yeah, I even had a twisted funny I wanted to praise, but next episode. Next episode. Right. Sounds good. Well, thanks for listening. It's been great. Talk to you later. All right, see ya. Recording done. The Savage Fincast is hosted by the Gutter Trash Podcast Network which can be found at guttertrash.net. The Savage Fincast is proud to be members of the Comic Addiction family of podcasts and the Comics Podcast Network, which can be found at comicaddiction.net and comicspodcast.com. 